welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Lee Hardman, Currency Analyst at MUFG. It's Friday 14th July 2023 and joining Lee to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Jack Greenslade from the Global Customer Marketing Group. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Ali, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Jack? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, we've had quite a busy days calendar this week, and obviously we've seen some big swings in the FX market. What do you make of some of the moves that we've seen? Yeah, I guess the big move that we've seen has obviously been the, the dollar, where we've seen a further leg lower, um, kind of extending the... Um, the sell-off that started late last year, and yeah, obviously the the, the main trigger for that has been evidence of um, slower inflation over in the US. We've had much weaker uh, CPI and PPI reports uh, th- th- this week for for the month of, of June, and to us, the move in the dollar makes sense. Uh, obviously, the, the Fed themselves have signaled very clearly recently that they are focusing on the um, core measures of, of inflation um, to see if, if, if those are slowing. And if we look at the, the super core measure of inflation in the CPI report, uh, that remained weaker for the third consecutive uh, month, marginally negative, actually, month on month in, in, in June. So that's obviously a very encouraging development for the Fed and should give the Fed more uh, confidence that they're close to the end of, of their hiking cycle and that they've, they've done enough in terms of, of raising rates. Uh, so to us, we, we still think the Fed will, will do one last hike uh, later this month. Uh, but beyond there, we don't really see strong justification for further Fed hikes. Uh, we're expecting inflation to slow further in, in the coming months. And by the time we get to that September FOMC meeting, uh, we're more confident that the Fed can uh, pause their their hiking cycle, and obviously markets as well are, are forward looking. And obviously, mm-hmm. once the the tightening cycles come to an end, uh, markets are starting to in price in uh, more more rate cuts next year from the Fed. Obviously, if inflation continues to fall closer to two percent, then we don't think that the Fed needs to keep their policy rate at five percent, and there will be room for them to start cutting rates next year, which is is starting to, to weaken the dollar as well. Okay. And and just looking at the UK in particular, we haven't seen the same sort of slowdown in inflation versus that what we've seen in the US. What's keeping inflation so sticky in the UK? And when do you anticipate inflation coming down in the UK? Yeah, that's correct. Certainly if you look at um, inflation in the UK, whether it's food inflation, energy inflation or, or core inflation, all three of those measures uh, are still higher than they are uh, over in the US. So I think certainly the the impact of, of of lower energy prices and food prices that we've seen in the wholesale markets, it's taking longer for those to feed through into mm-hmm. the um, CPI uh, figures in the UK. We do think ultimately that will happen. It's just happening with with more of a lag. So we would anticipate food and energy inflation will will fall uh, more more sharply. Uh, over the next kind of six to 12 months in the UK, which would be a positive development, would help to bring the headline rate down to to more uh, comfortable levels for the Bank of England. Uh, and that as well should help next year in terms of the wage setting process. If headline inflation is a lot lower. It should help to put a dampener on, on wage growth uh, next year. 
but that, that's certainly an area of concern in terms of inflation persistence in the UK. Like the Bank of England have certainly become more concerned that we've seen very strong wage growth uh, recently in the UK, and um, that's making them more fearful that it will be more difficult to get inflation down on a more sustained uh, basis. So one of the problems we've seen in the UK is, is the tightness in, in the labour market. Um, we did see initially during the recovery phase from the pandemic that uh, labour force inactivity uh, rose quite sharply as people, uh, more and more people became left the labour labor force because they had long-term sickness. Uh, but what we've seen recently over the last sort of three to six months is that actually that activity rate has started to pick back up again. So more people are re-entering uh, the labour force. So that as well provides us some reassurance that the labour the, the labor supply situation is starting to improve in, in the UK as well, which would help to ease some of the, the upside risks for, for wage growth going forward. So kind of putting it all together, obviously the UK at the moment stands out clearly as one of the worst economies in terms of the mix of low growth and, and very elevated inflation. But we do think on the inflation side of things, that situation will improve over the next six to 12 months. And of course, markets are implying a, a further 20, 120 base points of tightening by the BOE by 2024. Do you think this is overdone or, or justified? Yeah, I think on balance, we would say our base case is that we're looking for the Bank of England to, to raise rates up to say closer to to six percent mm-hmm. uh, rather than six percent plus, uh, which to us looks more reasonable at this stage. Certainly, the the probability of them doing another fifty basis point hike in in August is is high now after we had another strong uh, wage data uh, over the past week or so, um, which would then get us up to five and a half percent. And from from there, we potentially could have one or two more more hikes uh, towards the end of, of this year. Uh, but for obviously rates to go even higher than 6% um, towards 65 to 7%, that obviously would be more of a kind of worst case scenario where inflation remains very elevated. We don't see uh, inflation coming down and that the Bank of England becomes more and more concerned that uh, there's a serious inflation problem and that they have to act to try and slow the economy more more sharply. Um, I think that would obviously be a, a worst case scenario for the UK economy uh, if they were forced into to more aggressive hikes than than what's currently priced into the, to the curve. See, for the pound, as, as we've seen, pound has benefited this year from the uh, the resilience of the UK economy, which is, is, has not fallen into recession as many people have feared. And obviously from the combination of, of higher rates in the UK as well, but those factors have, have helped to, to strengthen the pound. I think near term that that trend can continue. We've obviously seen cable now above 130. Potentially that could extend up into the mid 130s. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if, if the, uh, the the broader dollar sell-off was to continue, uh, and the Bank of England raised rates uh, well beyond uh, the, the Fed in this cycle, then it would would certainly justify um, a higher cable rate. The problem being that further down the road, if, if the Bank of England does raise rates up to those higher levels, we would expect then to see more of a negative impact on the UK economy from, from higher rates. And um, I think when when de- when evidence of, of that slowdown starts to emerge, you would anticipate that that could be the turning point which triggers a, a sell-off for the pound. Yeah, absolutely. And just looking ahead to, to next week, the Fed are obviously entering their, their blackout period ahead of the upcoming FOMC meeting. What do you think will be the key focus for FX markets? 
Yeah, next week, I think there are two kind of main focuses for markets. One at the start of the week will be the release of the latest um, GDP and monthly activity data for, from China. Um, we're expecting that to provide confirmation that China's recovery has, has lost momentum uh, in, in the second quarter. And markets now obviously fully anticipating that slowdown and uh, are looking now for uh, direction from, from policymakers over in China. So we've seen the central bank there start to cut rates to provide more support for growth. But I think for uh, markets, they really need to see more kind of convincing stimulus measures coming from the government as well to try and provide more confidence that the uh, recovery can regain momentum in the second half of this year. That's, that's going to be important for Asian currency performance and also uh, broader kind of commodity currency performance going forward. Uh, and then secondly, inflation as well is, is going to be another big focus still for markets, uh, unsurprisingly. We have a number of uh, CPI reports coming from New Zealand, Canada, the Eurozone, Japan, and the UK. Um, like I was saying, the UK inflation report next week will, will certainly get a lot of attention. Yeah. I think we've had four consecutive months now of stronger than expected CPI data coming from the UK. And I can say that has encouraged the UK rate market to price in uh, aggressive uh, hiking from, from the Bank of England. So we, we obviously need to see what happens in, in the week ahead. If, if there was to be another upside surprise, then like you say, the market could move to to price in an even higher peak for UK rates and, and pushing the, the pound uh, to even stronger levels. Uh, whereas obviously vice versa, if if inflation does finally come surprise to the downside, um, that could trigger a squeeze on, on some of those uh, long positions that have been built up recently in, in the pound. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much, Lee, and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.